Let me try to give you what God spoke to me. I'm excited about the uh, men's meeting. It always is a great, great time that Thursday, Friday into Saturday morning, Thursday night, um, three or four different churches, I think, uh, four, getting together, and uh, God always moves. He always touches us. And so if you can be at any part of those, it's not that far, um, you know, down near Thatcher Park, but come, come, even if you come on an evening to a service, you will be blessed. Stay as long as you can, if you can. Uh, but I expect to hear again from God uh, there, and I'm excited. The, the theme uh, this year is the promises of God. And uh, so I've been mulling that over so, because i got to talk. Uh, fancy that, i got to talk, but uh, one of the services. But I've been mulling over the promises of God, and I, and I realize in our lives um, sometimes we get this idea that the promises of God are, are just this immediate uh, uh, thing that happens. And, and uh, the problem with humanity is we are so driven by our flesh. True? It, it, you know, and, and our flesh is all for instant gratification. You know, we want it, and we want it now, and we want it to be the best. And, and the great thing about um, uh, being able to minister in my uh, older, younger years, I mean, I'm not old, but my younger, older years, let me say it that way, uh, is I, I can, I'm seeing the promises of God and, and what He's unfolded in my life through the prism of time, you know, we come to God in a great time of need. I did. Some of us are driven uh, to the presence of God because we're, whether it's sorrow, grief, addiction, you know, just brokenness in our lives, and we're looking for someone to fix it, right? Broken marriages, broken, you know, broken lives, and God, we want you to fix it, and and so you can hear it all over the place that, you know, God's promises, they're, they're true, and they are, and let me, you know, put it all together. But we expect this instant infusion, and um, there are things about him, and there are promises from him that are instant. How many of you have been filled with the power of his spirit? That was a life-changing event for me. That was, they told me, God will fill you with his spirit. I had no idea what it was about. I, I read the accounts in the scripture, and, and then I, I yielded my spirit to him. This isn't something that he does uh, to your flesh, but it is a union between your spirit and his that brings about a brand new creation is what the scripture says. And, and so um, when that happened, my life changed in a moment. My life changed in a moment. Now, that didn't happen without my choice, right? You're not, you're not going to make a life change unless you decide, right? You make a decision. When, when uh, um, John the Baptist, the forerunner of Christ, 
right? The message that he preached was a message of repentance, right? Repentance is nothing more than, I'm going to change. I don't like what I've been. I don't like the way my life is. God, I want to go. I want to repent of that. I want to turn in a direction where you become my direction. That, that is the difference. From that time, when I was a very young man, I said, God, I want to give you my life. And they said, man, he'll, he'll fill you with the Spirit. And it was such a powerful experience. Jeannie and I were talking about it the other day. Uh, th- th- that, you know, how did we get in uh, to some of the, the legalism and all the rules and regulation that we were involved in? as we were younger in the church, and, and uh, we just were so open to everything because of that experience. And it's like, okay, God, if you know, the same people that told me you can be filled with the Holy Ghost told me you got to do A, B, and C, and D, and, you know, and you'll never be good enough and all that stuff. But I was so open to that because I was so changed by the promise. But what happens in experience, and you have relationship with God, He brings truth to you. He reveals it little by little by little. And um, so grace to them and grace on us today because we're probably not walking in all that God has revealed. I know we're not. But but what we're we're committed to is that, God, you are my direction. So there are promises that that are instant. And then there are promises that come to you over a lifetime. And, and I, I fear for Christianity uh, in, in the day that we live because so many seemingly are for that, that feeling alone. How many have felt the presence of God? How many have, I enjoy that, that peace that comes. But there are times He's equally there that I don't feel a thing. He's equally there when my, I'm in turmoil. He's equally there when I am tempted to the place of breaking. He doesn't abandon you. You can worship, you can worship feelings. And it's wrong. And, and the promises of God that, that, uh, that I'm talking about unfolding over a lifetime is something that the only way they come to you is patient. Endurance. I realize that those are not words that we like to use. But let let me just read you uh, from the scripture here today. And I'm going to read. I'm going to read Hebrews chapter 10. The reason that I feel so uh, compelled to preach this to you this morning is. um, Um. and I, and I feel like I've been saying this a lot, but there's some crazy stuff going on all around us. I mean, we're, we're looking at, uh, I, I don't know how our economy can continue in the, it, you know, in its present trajectory. I don't, uh, you know, am I a doom and gloom guy? You know what? I'm not because I don't care whether we abase or abound. God's going to provide. I, everything's going to work together for the good. He is my He is my protector and my provider. There's nothing happening that He doesn't know already. My hope is not in this world, right? Okay, but um, I do hate the gas prices. 
and God help you if you drive a diesel. But the idea, uh, uh, you know, of what is going on around us, if we are not in a uh, position or a frame of mind to endure some things as a believer in Christ, some will cast off their faith. Because too many in Christianity around us, uh, you know, they, they, they uh, speak of a God who's almost like, you know, he just gives gift, 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 gift all the time. And, and it, you know, it's all sunny always. It's like Southern California. You know, that, that there's never a time where, when there's a trial or a struggle. And that, that's just not real. And what happens as, as you start down that road in the kingdom, and you you that are here, you started out with a with a um, suffering and hurting, and it brought you sorrow. It brought you to the presence of God, and God relieves that. He helps you with that. But if that is what you're here for, you're here temporary. If you're here just to be relieved, if you're here just to get what I can get, how many times... And how many people have come through these doors in a desperate time of need, broken, hurting, lonely, praying for God to help them. And you know what? God helps them. And then they say, I'm done. And I'm not saying they're done. I don't, I don't know that. I'm not judging them eternally. But what I'm saying is the promises of God that, that are just to the salvation of your soul, to the fulfillment of your life, are, are, are received over a lifetime of service. I had one lady said to me one time, she said, man, uh, wait, I knew her for years. She said, wait, I, I don't know if I can come to your church. You, you demand a whole lot of commitment. I'm like, I... I don't demand anything. I can't demand anything. But I'm going to tell you what. If you're going to name the name of Jesus, he demands a commitment. He he doesn't just want to shack up with you. Okay? He wants there to be a covenant relationship. Okay? He he wants there to be uh, just that that communion with him. And, And... I say this uh, to you, uh, wherever you are spiritually, that doesn't happen in a moment in time. Even after being baptized, even after being filled with His Spirit, there is a, a process of learning about Him, of maturing. And, and, and that process is different for each and every one of us. And that's why there's no condemnation. And you're here today and you're not committed. Nobody's condemning you for not being committed. There was a long period of time I was not committed. There was a period of time after I did commit to God that I was not committed. What are you talking about living as a human being? We can pretend that we're super spiritual. We're not. What we do is we have a super savior. And His grace is new. And, and you can turn around and say, God, I'm a mess. And He picks us up. And, and, and he, he puts us back on that path that He's called us to. 
So wherever you're at today, there's no condemnation here. What I'm declaring to you is that the promises of God, you know, yes, God can do, and He will. He's going to heal. He's going he's to undo a heavy burden this morning. There's going to be that instant uh, uh, promise that's going to be received. But I'm here to tell you the, the deep things of God come over a lifetime of commitment that, that causes endurance. That, 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 it, or the, the, it produces that in our life. That, that ability to endure. It, I'm just going to use us as an example. Um, be 40 years we've been married. That's a, that's a lifetime, right? Lots of it. Yeah. I know she was fortunate. But 40 years of uh, marital bliss? No. 40 years of, you know, years of me being a knucklehead. You know, years of, of us trying to work it out as two human beings coming together as one, raising children in the ministry, all of these things, dragging her across country, uh, you know, from the southwest to the great northeast. And, and, uh, and as I've said it before, I've fallen in and out of love with her more times than I can count, even though the commitment was always love, always has been. But thinking, and then realizing how great I got it, you know, and and then a season, and then then coming back to the real how great I have for this, and what I'm telling you that a good relationship, you young people, man oh man, you need to stick it out long enough that you fall in love again. You need to a great relationship is produced because of endurance. You think, well, i got to endure her. Well, guess what? She's got to endure you, which is probably a little harder. Well, I'm, I'm you know, I deserve. Let me tell you something, gentlemen. I'm going to just marriage counsel just for a minute. When you have loved her like Christ loved the church, then come talk to me. Okay, that, that's really the starting point for us. Ooh, I could not, not going to do that. But the idea of the endurance of the relationship with him, man, he has endured much with us. He is constant with us. There are some of you here, I wonder why, but he still loves you. He does. It's like, oh my God. So I look at some people and say, Lord, I, what do you see? But thank God he looks, at, he looks at me and he loves me unconditionally. And he invites me into that lifetime relationship. If you're here for a moment, and, and, and again, I'm not saying physically here at Gateway. You could go, you'd serve God. This isn't the epic center of, of a spiritual life. But it is a place where people have repented and they're pursuing God. Are we perfect? No. No relationship is perfect. If you're looking for perfection, you're going to be on an odyssey all your life. Some people from one church to another looking for the right fit. There there is not a perfect place out there. 
But we do have a perfect Savior. And, and, and broken people get together and we, we covenant with Him and we covenant with one another and we pursue His promises. And there are times, like I say, that, that the promises of God are, are, are uh, gifted to us over a lifetime. I, after 40 years of just patience and, and enduring and loving and experience, what a thrill. Those of you, God love you, and I know we're living in a broken world, but I hope you get to experience what it is to be in covenant with somebody for 40 years. It's different than five. It's different than ten. I hope you get to be in covenant for 60 years. What do you do? Man, you're just, you. there's just, a confidence and a peace in it. There's just a steadiness now. And, and what happens, what I, what I sense in our lives as you get older, yeah, oh man, it stinks to get old. Nah, I wouldn't want to go back. I, I, don't, I wouldn't want to go back and be 20. God bless you that are 20. I wouldn't want to go back very far at all. I kind of like... Well, I, th- I always believe the best is ahead of us. The, the best thing, okay, but my body's breaking down. and I, Yeah, but still, I think there's purpose in that. To let go more and more so that the true riches that Christ has provided will be something that, that you're welcome. And uh, so the idea of, of the blessings of God, you say, well, I want something now, I want something now. Well, there is that today, blessing, but I'm telling you, there is a richness in Christ to those that learn to endure and just do what he's called you to do. So, did I read this scripture yet? Probably not. So don't throw away your confidence, which has a great reward, for you have need of endurance so that after you have done God's will, you may receive what was promised. This is New Testament. For yet a little, a very little while, the coming one will come and not delay, but my righteous one will live by faith. And if he draws back, I have no pleasure in him. So don't throw away your confidence, which has great reward for you have need. For you need endurance so that after you have done God's will, you may receive what? was promised. They followed him. I, I just, if you have, anybody ever watched The Chosen? Yeah, you got to watch that. You can do a YouTube, whatever. It's, it's probably the best uh, mini-series on the life of Christ that I've ever seen. And, uh, but anyway, uh, you, read the, you read the gospel accounts, and there were people that were throng just all around him because of their need. There, there were people that just, you know, they heard that there was a healer. And so the, the crowds followed him. And you know what? God healed as he will and as he does. But there was a time when Jesus had some hard words for the crowd. And it says they left him. Because they were there for the dessert. Right? They were there for what was sweet. 
They were there for what made them feel good. But when Jesus had some hard words, they said, I don't get it. I'm not hanging with this guy anymore. But I got to tell you what. If you're going to be in relationship with him, there's going to be some hard things that he's going to speak into your life. There's going to be some hard decisions that you're going to have to make. They're, they're going to be, uh, and I am telling you this, just think, well, what's he talking about? Wait till you see what's coming. Okay? And the protection and the provision that God has is based in relationship. Not just, in, and I know as, as this unfolds in our lives, that people are going to come here with immediate needs, and, and we're going to do the, what we can, and God's going to bless and all that. But I want to be more than uh, uh, come in and just, I want my needs met. I literally want to be uh, one of the vessels that God can flow through to meet needs. Right? I, I love our Thursday night prayer meetings. Uh, we had a great one Thursday. God just intervened in my brother's life. Uh, and, you know, well, they're getting old. They're getting old. You know what? We're there. So that when that need arose, we were there. Well, I, but I, I, I would come if I felt something good. How about you come to give something good? How about you do it? Now, I'm not, I'm not criticizing. I'm not even looking at you. Yes, I am. But the idea, when you end up in the mindset in the church that is, I'm, I'm here to get something, I'm here to get something. At some point, haven't you gotten enough? At some point, and some of you know you need God to do something, but some of you that have been around here for a long time, haven't you gotten enough? Isn't it time for you to give a little? Yeah, but... But man, I, I'm, I'm I'm lacking in a promise. I'm, you know what? The promises of God are fulfilled over a lifetime of service. And there are times that you're just walking. You walk. What do you do? You just walk. You do what's right to do, and you watch. God cannot. He can't. If there's one thing He cannot do, He cannot lie. If He's made a promise, it's coming to pass. It's just not going to come on the 1st or the 15th. It, it, it may come, who knows when, in your life and in my life. Man, I thought I waited a lifetime from God's calling until I finally got to where, you know, fulfilling the ministry, not even fulfilling, but starting it. It was like seven years. I'm like, oh, what a lifetime. Looking back at that, I said, what a knucklehead I was. Not just not being patient. Some of you have uh, uh, derailed God's promise by not being patient. Don't do that. So the word today, listen, you, you have need of patience. You, you need to realize that, that endurance is part of the Christian experience. And, and uh, say, well, I've been enduring a lifetime. Where the promise? You're not home yet. Okay? You have no idea what God has prepared for us. He says, I has not seen, ears, or heard. 
anyone entered into the heart of man, but, but God's revealed these things by His Spirit. I know that there, there are things that God's prepared for us. And, and some of you may uh, uh, leave this earth without the promise fulfilled that you thought was, God told me. And you're going to step to that other side and it's all going to make perfect sense. See, there's a difference if you trust him that way. If you just absolutely, okay, you know, here, here Job is, you know, serving God with all his heart, doing that, and, and we had no idea, he had no idea that he became a, uh, a pawn in a, in a heavenly battle. And, and Satan, you know, comes down and is given permission to just to destroy everything. Everything. Can you imagine? None of us can imagine. I mean, it was one messenger with bad news after another. One, uh, you know, all his livelihood and then his children and then his flesh. And he was like, I'm done. And his wife says, why don't you curse God and die? Well, she said. And uh, he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Now, I'm telling you what, that's relationship. And there are those of us here that God has called us into that place. And you're looking for relief. You're looking for uh, you know, God, to answer that prayer that you've been praying for years and years. And what I'm telling you is be patient. When it doesn't look like he's coming through, he does. When it, when it doesn't look like, man, I, you know, uh, I don't know, serving God is what's the benefit? My God, what is the benefit? Hey, you know, is it going to make me wealthy? It's going to make me, you know, whatever. I'm going to tell you something. The treasure, I mean, there are treasures forevermore. Well, you haven't been there, nope. But I trust him. I believe him. I believe what is here is temporary. What is there is eternal. And between the temporary and the eternal is this thing called life that God helps us along gives us, He promises us things, He gives us direction, and it takes endurance and patience for us to receive those things. Stand with me. Romans chapter 5 and verse number 1, it says, Therefore, since we have been Declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have also obtained access through Him by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we re also rejoice in our afflictions. I'll tell you something. If, does anybody in here need a healing? Come on, need a healing in your body. I believe God can do that. I know we can. And we're going to pray for that. So can you imagine 
We're going to come down here, and we're going to pray. And uh, sis, what do you need? Okay, something there. You, you need God to give you strength. Can you, all right, so let's imagine. Let's just believe for a minute that our sister who's been suffering for a long time comes down here. We pray for her. And God miraculously and instantly heals. Is he capable of doing that? Yes, he is. What would we do? Woo! Yeah! Right? We would rejoice. Huh? Wouldn't we really? All right, let me read this again. It says, uh, we, have been dec- uh, we have also obtained access through him by faith into the grace where we stand. We rejoice in hope, the glory of God. And not only that, but we rejoice in our afflictions. How many afflicted? Anybody? Come on. Whoa! Yeah! Thank the Lord! Why? Because God is working a work in our lives. We are so spoiled. It's like, oh, God, when the great thing happens, whoa, we're going to be, wow, wave the flag. But when life hits us full on, and we're hurting and we're dragging, I'm going to tell you what, because though he slay me, yet will I trust him in my affliction. I'm going to say, God, you are great. You're good to me. Your favor's in my life. That's how you get promises. You stub your toe and you say, oh God, you hate me. Or you suffer great loss. And you say, God, where are you? And that's fine. But I'm telling you, he is near right now. Come on, how many of you feel the presence of God? How many of you know that he's a healer? How many are willing to give your life not for the immediate gratification of coming in contact with Him, but for a lifetime of relationship that will go from this life to the next. The promises of God unfold before us continually. God, I speak your grace and your goodness. I speak your loving kindness and your favor. God, give revelation in the day that we live that we might endure to inherit the promise, to receive them, God, all of them. That we would make gain, gain understanding in the trial of our lives that we could rejoice even in affliction today. We could lift our voice of faith. I speak that today in the name of Jesus. As we sing, those of you that need healing, we're going to pray for you. Those of you, if you need deliverance, if you're afflicted, come on. We'll, we'll, We'll lift you up. I would expect you to lift me up when I'm afflicted. So let's take some moments here and then we're going to carry it on to the extended worship and just pray but if you if you haven't prayed lately try it just lift your voice to him and see what he will do in jesus name
every song we could ever sing.